0: this is the soulfully casual podcast hosted by matty ice and now your host matty ice hello everyone and happy wednesday welcome back to the soulfully casual podcast presented by matty ice media as always i'm your host matty ice and i certainly hope this finds you well on a fine wednesday Uh, I hope that you are safe, I hope that you're happy, and I appreciate you tuning in, whether you're a new listener or an old listener, every listener is equal to me, I appreciate everybody's time, and I just, you know, was starting to think about some higher level topics this week, I mentioned on last uh, Monday's episode about how I feel like the creative juices have been flowing, part of the way that the creative juices flow for me is I take in other content, I think that happens a lot. And you see this on the news. You see it on ESPN a lot where they're regurgitating content necessarily. Uh, and it's not necessarily good, but you can tell that one show has done a certain segment or or something like that or has picked up on a topic and they you know, are sort of regurgitating it in some other way. For me, I'm surrounded by quite a few creative people. I'm s- surrounded by quite a few intelligent people. And they're people that I open a lot of dialogue with. And I think that's the best. I love it. I was listening to... Cleveland's new episode of The Manual. And for those who haven't listened to him, um, this was his 71st episode. Uh, He debuted the podcast last year in March, right around the time the pandemic started. And he was on a huge uh, surge of content, you know, coming out with content just about every day. And, you know, now that his life has sort of um, gone back to the pre-pandemic normal, trying to make a living, taking classes and so forth, he's really been back to once a month. Um, But we kind of were able to rebrand his show uh, you brought him onto the Matty Ice Media platform officially and, um, you know, his latest in- episode, which came out on Friday, uh, was about influence in society. And I listened to it while I was doing some yard work yesterday. Um, we're having some stonework done here at the house and, um, needed to move a lot of dirt to make sure that that happens so that when they come and, um, put stonework in on Tuesday or wherever, I mean, uh, next week, you know they have the ability to do so. So I like to listen to podcasts when I do that kind of work, just because it's an easy way to pass the time. Landscaping is not something that I can, uh, find entertaining, I guess, if you want to say it, I don't really feel like I'm good at it and I don't get as much reward as I think a lot of people do, despite when my house looks good. It just doesn't do it for me the way that it does for others. So he was talking about this idea of influence and it got me to thinking. So in today's world, um, I think we are influenced by quite a bit. I think that a lot of what we uh, think about, a lot of how we formulate opinions, and a lot of how we sort of react in the moment is very much influenced by others, is very much influenced by the situations around us. And I've come to realize that there's a lot of power in that. I've come to realize that there is a lot of power in this idea of influencing. Now, Influence has been around since the beginning of time. Obviously, as human beings, we see or hear something. We are more inclined to believe it. We are more inclined to pick it up just because it's something that we have been exposed to. Um, You see that a lot nowadays and especially on social media. And that's really where I'd like to focus my time today. We are influenced in so many ways via social media that have gone. I don't want to say under the radar necessarily, but they certainly haven't been Uh, out there in a way that we feel like we can identify them piece by piece. Um, We scroll through social media mindlessly. I am guilty of that myself, I'm raising my hand over here. Uh, I go through Twitter a lot and my thumb just keeps moving and moving and moving. Uh, Much of what I'm looking for on Twitter is content for this show, I won't lie. Um, I'm also looking for comedy, like I only follow, generally, people that I find entertaining whose Twitter accounts are entertaining, who are productive, Uh, They're not, you know, getting too deep into the political realm. They're not spouting too many lies. However, I do follow uh, one or two accounts on both sides of the aisle when it comes to politics, because I want to see how each are reacting to things happening in the world and kind of formulate a middle ground opinion on it. Because I've noticed, obviously, that um, both sides of the media coin are really playing a role the way that I see it. Um, your Chris, Chris Cuomo's of the world are pay, playing an extremely liberal role and your Tucker Carlson's are playing an extremely conservative role. Do I believe that each of those people are one or the other? Not necessarily. Do I believe that they are being one or the other um, for ratings, for the news cycle? That 100% is what I believe. So I like to follow accounts like that just so that I can have you know, the, the, the two ends of the spectrum and kind of figure out where things are in the middle. But one really, really glaring um, insight, if you will, is look at the mentions on Twitter. Look at the comment sections. Look at how people react, how people speak, and you can see the influence dripping from those words. You can see how it works. Um, If you are somebody who is ultra conservative and you follow Tucker Carlson, you may or may not believe that way that I do that he is not as one-sided as he appears on Fox News if you're somebody who follows Chris Cuomo, you might not necessarily realize how, or think that he is as, you know, being playing some kind of a character. You see what I mean? And so when these people tweet out words, when they give you a perspective, if you are somebody who is not considering that they are you know, playing some type of a role for the news cycle for ratings, then what they say carries a lot of weight and people believe it. So these days, Um, Tucker Carlson is talking a lot about how the vaccine is dangerous, how we shouldn't be getting it. And so many people look to him for this type of advice, for this type of um, commentary, because they want to believe it. Because he has influenced them so much over the last four years, you know, during the Trump administration and now as Biden is president, to the point that they're heavily influenced by him. And he knows that, right? Chris Cuomo the same way. He knows which viewers are sticking with him till the end. He knows the talking points that he can get through in order to make a point that is going to, I don't want to say fuel his fan base, but I think you understand the idea. But influence doesn't have to be political. That's just one example. And we have seen that manifest itself on social media to the point that somebody believes a narrative that either one of those two, and I'm only using them as examples because I see them as extremes on both sides. And I just want to point that out. But they say something. And then the people who believe it, pick it up and spread it. And you don't have to be directly following this person in order to be influenced by them. If your next door neighbor is a Tucker Carlson fan or a Chris Cuomo fan, and they are telling you all the things that they hear from them, whatever it is that you pick up on what they're putting down, you're influenced by that. You're influenced by so much around you and your neighbors, your peers, your friends, family has a lot to do with it, like a lot to do with it but influence happens in other ways too. Social media is rife with social media, what they call influencers, like they're using that word specifically. And if you really break it down, you start to realize how much weight a person has over you that you're not even considering. So all of these celebrities that you follow, they have an agenda of some sort. Now, not all of them are pushing some political agenda, but they're definitely pushing something. They want you to believe in them as a brand. They want you to believe that they are what they present themselves to be. And that's huge in the celebrity realm, right? We want to know that our celebrity folks are family men, family women, right? They're good people. They're helping their communities. They're doing all of these other you know, good things around them. They're good natured people. They're genuine. They're gonna post things on social media that show them doing quote, regular things working out, taking walks, shopping, things of this nature, when for the most part their lives are mostly nothing like what we quote unquote commoners are living in. They're not living paycheck to paycheck. There are means that they have that we don't, that they can definitely use to get other you know, uh, things that they need. For instance, if they get cancer, some terminal illness, the connections that they have, the money that they have, it allows them to be able to get resources that many, many, many people can't. But we follow these people on Instagram, we follow them on Twitter, we follow them on Facebook, and we're looking to see what they have to say. When we scroll through social media, we're scrolling through to see what people are posting. And when these celebrities post something, again, it doesn't matter what the agenda is, it doesn't have to be political. But if they're posting something about home chef, let's say, you're more inclined to be Influence to go buy that product, to go try that product. That's kind of how advertising works in general. The whole reason why commercials exist is so that we will be like, huh, I think I should go buy that, or I think I should go try that. I'm not telling you, every single time the Popeyes chicken sandwich commercial comes on, I definitely want a Popeyes chicken sandwich. Even though I know that they're not good for me, even though I know that I shouldn't be having it necessarily, it influences me to want to go get it. Thankfully, I have more willpower than that. But when it comes to people's words, when it comes to their opinions, Um, it so matters, and people are so influenced by it. And I see this manifesting itself every single day in a larger and larger and larger way. This sort of relates to the idea of cancel culture. And again, I want to be very, very clear. Um, I'm using that in a colloquial sense because it's what a lot of people have placed on where we are today in this um, hypersensitive arena that we live in. And whether you feel as if it's hypersensitive or not, um, you know, it doesn't... like. To me, being hypersensitive doesn't mean good or bad. It's just an adjective used to describe the current climate that we live in. And I think it, it's valid when you think about how we react to things on either side of the fence, on either side of the aisle, uh, no matter what it is, there's always an intense reaction to something. People are now taking time out of their lives to go into our past to find something to be hypersensitive about. The uh, example that Cleveland used in his show, and he also mentioned it on Cowboy Season last week, was Snow White. And I guess there is some ride that's debuting at one of the Disney parks. I think it's the one out in California, and it's a Snow White-related ride, I believe. Now, the premise of Snow White, which is a story that has been out for ages, generations, really, is Snow White is fooled by the, the witch. She eats the apple, and she is under a spell or a curse in which she is asleep for her whole life right until prince charming comes to wake her via a kiss and i get that the concept is archaic and all of that like a woman needing to be saved by a man and all that I totally understand that it doesn't have to be that way uh but that's just the premise of the story it can be in any way you want it to be um but what this one professor has done is gone back to this particular story and i know he's gone to others as well i think it's a he so if i'm misquoting that please please take my apology, but going back into these old Disney stories, these old Disney movies, and placing today's morals on them to where we are now projecting that Snow White was assaulted or sexually assaulted because the prince kissed her without her consent. This is a fantasy story, ladies and gentlemen. Like, this is something completely made up. It's not as if Prince Charming roofied Snow White and then went to go save her and kiss her. A witch, which does not exist in real life, gave her a poisoned apple which cursed her, which again, does not exist in real life. And the story which has seven dwarves, which, the, the you know, the, like those, obviously we have people like that in, in real life, but in this particular concept, there are not magical dwarves that can do things, right? Um, all of this happening in an enchanted forest and the prince comes and saves Snow White from this curse. This is a fantasy. This is the way I see it. Now, The idea of, say, a Pepe Le Pew, for instance, who is actively going after, chasing against their will, these cats, which he thinks are skunks, is one thing. Like, that's a representation of real activity that takes place. I can totally see that. Snow White, I don't see. And I've noticed that we are influenced by it to the point that I went seeking out this uh, story on Twitter because I wanted to see how people were influenced by it. Somebody like myself, who Snow, Snow White predates. Like, I was a kid... In the 80s and 90s i know the story but obviously that movie had come out long before i was ever born it was something that my grandmother loved and she was old when i was young so it tells you how old that is and it's amazing that people were like you know i never thought of it that way before and now i totally see it and i want snow white banned from everything think about the influence behind that for for right now think about how much weight one person who i'd never heard of before today Going back into the annals of Disney and when I get when I and I understand that there's a lot of questionable decisions that have been made on Disney. So again, this is not a total black and white issue to the point that Disney is all good or all bad. Every institution, every person is going to have something questionable that they've done in their past. If you're listening to this right now, I'm almost positive that you can think of a specific instance where you wished you had acted in a different way where you wished you hadn't been as insensitive or inappropriate. We all learn as we get older. Society has been learning, and that, I've said, is a good thing. It's a good thing that we are identifying inappropriate instances. It's a good thing that we are identifying insensitive representations because we need to recognize those things so we don't repeat them going forward. But putting today's morals on the past feels troublesome to me in certain realms. And then the influence that people have is so critical. To the point that somebody who nobody's ever heard like like I wonder how many people actually knew of this professor before all of this work started. Apparently, this is something that has been going on for a while, going back into Disney movies. But think of it this way, like think about the influence that that person has to make an assertion about something. Snow White, as innocent as as a movie, like a cartoon movie, and then projecting it onto a ride that's kept bringing out, yeah, that's coming out today, that's coming out in today's times, when the premise of this story is so fantasy that it's just, it, I don't know, to me, it doesn't seem like it, it goes together. And I think the part of it that is going completely unnoticed is this is a kid's ride. It's a children's ride. I understand that adults are paying the money to go there. I understand that adults are part of the uh, attraction here because obviously every parent or every adult that brings a child to Disney has probably been there at some point in their past and i i totally understand it however that influence starts in the home and that is another thing too so as a parent or it doesn't matter it doesn't have maybe not even a parent but just as a family member in general you have an incredible amount of influence on the children and the people that are in your immediate circle especially parents like I have noticed so many instances where kids are saying things that one parent has definitely said. Like a five-year-old giving nuanced opinions about the COVID-19 pandemic, it makes you wonder because how would they, like, are they old enough to formulate that kind of an opinion on their own? Do they truly understand the situation or is the influence of somebody around them, whether that's a parent or another relative or a friend's parent, right? We don't know. Like that influence is so critical. Children are the most easily influenced and impressionable people on the planet. And when social media is now all over their lives to the point that kids are getting younger and younger when getting phones, they're getting younger and younger when they're being influenced by social media and shows. I mean, now the influence has spread to the point where television shows, kids' television shows, cartoon television shows are now putting these political ideas in their shows. And again, there's nothing wrong with identification. There's nothing wrong with dialogue. There's nothing wrong with starting a conversation. Part of being a parent is answering uncomfortable questions. Part of being a kid is looking at something, not truly understanding it, and asking a potentially uncomfortable question. That's kind of how these sex talks come up. There's just questions. So that's it's incumbent on both sides to be curious and to also have to answer these uncomfortable questions as parents it becomes harder and harder because as our children become older they understand more and more and more and so the 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 uh, the explanations that we have to give are so much more nuanced and so much more complicated than they were when they're asking at age two or age three but that influence is there every single day that i walk around my son i realize that what i'm doing what i'm saying how i'm saying it is influencing him And you might think i'm crazy because you think he's 14 months what does he actually pick up on he picks up on quite a bit when my wife and i are having a struggle when we are arguing not necessarily arguing but when we are tense with each other he can tell he looks at us differently i can see it in his face when i'm holding him if my wife and i are having some type of a dispute i can tell that he's a little bit more tense he's looking at me and thinking are you okay is mommy okay and he's only 14 months, he can't articulate that quite well, but he's picking up on it, he's influenced by it. I mean, he's influenced by the Grubhub commercial where the people are dancing. It's like his favorite thing. When it comes on, his head turns. That's real influence. So now imagine as kids get older and they get exposed to more and more through social media, now they're being influenced by celebrities, they're being influenced by their friends, possibly their friends' parents, other family members, because when our words go out into social media, I don't think we truly realize how far that reach is. I've been seeing that more and more as I've been getting into like YouTube analytics, podcast analytics, and you see impressions. And it's interesting because we talk about influence, impressioning, you know, like they're impressionable. The more eyes that something is in front of, the more likely it is to influence somebody. The more likely it is to influence somebody to act on it, to click it, to watch it, to listen to it. And then all of a sudden they start listening to it, they start watching it, they start looking at it. And now they're influenced by it. Their opinions are starting to formulate around it. And I think we don't understand how much influence we have. Like We don't just influence ourselves, we influence every single person we come in contact with in a positive or negative way. And I think we need to understand that. That's the point that Cleveland was getting to. So listen to his episode after you listen to mine because I think it's important to hear two sides of the coin here because he's talking about how, you know, we are hypersensitive, but there's a negativity to it. And I agree with him in that respect. There's definitely a lot of positivity that can come out of influence, like obviously influencing kids to do the right thing, to pay things forward, to treat people with respect. We want to be we want to be catching those topics on. We want people to be influenced by that. But I fear that through social media, through our lack of physical interaction, through our, I mean, our more electronic life, that we're losing the ability to be influenced in those positive ways. Because we're mindlessly thumbing through our phones and social media. And sometimes I think we're looking for the stuff that we can be influenced by in a negative way, right? We're looking for something that's almost confirmation bias to how we feel about something. All the memes that get posted that say, I feel this, I feel seen we're looking for that. It's like a validation thing because we're not getting validation from humans in our lives. We're getting them from electronic interactions about somebody who just threw something on the internet, not realizing how much influence that can have. If you post a, um, a factually incorrect article, a factually incorrect graph about anything, people who are not in the know on statistics are going to take it and believe it as gospel and they're going to run with it. And that is going to influence more and more and more people. And it's how we've gotten into the fake news cycle. Influence is extremely important. And what I think the message of this episode is, is you want to formulate your own opinions. You need to think about things for yourself. Take the route that I do sometimes. Look at one extreme side and the other extreme side and try to figure out where in the middle you want to be, because it's really important. This world is not just black and white generalizations don't work in this world on a broad scale there needs to be nuance there needs to be detail there needs to be facts right there's three sides to every story as Miss Joyce said yours mine and the truth and that's what I think is really important when you feel a pull to feel a certain way or agree with something think about where it's coming from think about how much influence those words are having on you and then try to think about how much influence they're having on somebody else take a step back From getting caught up into it and try to formulate your own opinion on it. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat or whatever, take a step back. Think about the person saying the words. Think about the influence that they have. Think about the agenda that they might have. Are they saying these things to you for ratings? Are they saying these things to you so that you'll buy a product, watch their movie, watch their TV show? That stuff matters. And it matters in a way that we, as the consumers of this, to understand so not only do you have to understand how you can influence in your everyday life but how are you being influenced what are you the product of because that's one thing we don't think about is a lot of times we the consumer are the actual product so just be a little bit more aware there Uh, i hope everybody is having a great wednesday and you're happy and safe Uh, as always i appreciate your listening ear i understand that everybody has tons of time that they could be doing so many different things so those of you taking the 20 to 25 minutes to check me out, um, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, I also want to say, check out mattyesmedia.com for all of our other content. Uh, the Manual, Cowboy Season, Political Football, Cotton and the Rocket Ship, all great podcasts with different types of content and uh, even different types of people. Uh, I'm on a few of those, but I'm a different person on each one of those. So it's kind of a, a, good, you know, a good fun thing to do to be able to speak in different ways on different topics. Uh, And as far as this show, if you want to hit me up, Instagram is the best way. Soulfully Casual Podcast. Send me a DM. Click follow. Click subscribe. It means the world to me. So I appreciate you listening. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're safe and I hope you're loved and I will see you down the road.